Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Keep it rolling here on the Nightcap Hour number three. Happy Friday for those of you on the East Coast. And uh, if you bet on the Lakers in the second half, uh, take today off. Uh, they are, <laughs> you can call in sick. They are down 38 to 15 in the third quarter, trailing 104 to 78. Uh, I guess we should have listened to uh, Jason, Scott's uh, producer. So uh, we're just. Sweating out other things that are going on. We got conference we have tournaments no business, all over the place. And uh, to talk more about uh, what is going on in the world of college basketball, let's bring in Chris Andrews from the South Point. Chris, it is that time of year. I'm looking at your app right now over at the South Point. You've got conference tournament odds out the uh, out the wazoo. So, uh, you know, this part, this portion uh, of of the tour- of conference uh, tournament week, uh, how, how is the handle on some of these these future markets, these these conferences that not a lot of people uh, hear all that much about? You know, I, you know, I hate to say this because I'm probably going to bring everybody down, but the the conference tournament week is always a little bit disappointing to me, handle wise, because mm. I think the basketball is great. I, yeah. I think this is some of the you know the best basketball you're going to see all year. These teams know each other really well. Uh, you have a few of them that are playing for life and death. You have some other ones that are playing for seeding. Uh, and I think this is just a terrific week for basketball for fans. But the uh, the, the betting handle is always just a little bit disappointing for me uh, this week. I mean, it's good. It's okay. But I always felt that it should rival, you know, maybe not the first four days of the big tournament, but it, it should be really like a hell of a weekend and it, and it always isn't it's usually like a little bit less than what i'd hope for just uh just out of curiosity i'm looking right now we've got a couple conference tournaments obviously much smaller uh starting tomorrow big south southern conference caa and the and the summit league uh any notable moves uh in those odds from when you posted to where you are now i know South Dakota State is a is a pretty significant favorite there in the Summit League now at minus two fifty. Uh, but any uh, other notable moves uh, that that you can tell us about? Yeah, we've had a couple. Let me kind of scroll through here and see. Um, 
We have a little bit of money on Chattanooga. We haven't really moved that line too much, but you know, some money came in on them. Uh, the one that where you got uh, played on pretty good was Missouri State. Yeah. In the Missouri Valley, uh, we opened them four to one, which I guess looking back is probably a little high. Uh, we closed them at two fifty, so um, that's one that we're kind of sweating a little bit. Um, but you know, not, nothing really major. That's a you know, that's a decent whack. I mean, that's uh, we're into you know five figure loss for a you know small conference like that. You know, so I mean, <laughs> I mean, Mister Gone's going to have to sell the plane or anything. But, you, know, <laughs> those, and, uh, you know, we'd certainly rather win it. I could tell you that. But we had a couple other ones, like Florida Gulf Coast got a little bit of money, and uh, you know, but nothing, nothing really serious. Not nothing crazy. So I know, Chris, you mentioned that, you know, usually conference tournament week for you is is maybe a little bit disappointing. But, you know, this year compared to last year, fans are back. So we will have fans in attendance at, I mean, don't look at the West Coast Conference tournament right now because fans are actually allowed in there, even though there's there's no one there. Uh, but I'm sure, you know, Gonzaga fans will be here in full force and, you know, the Pac-12 is coming and the Mountain West. So of the, you know, those big boy conferences that will be here in town, uh, do you anticipate, uh, you know, a lot of handle when it comes to the Mountain West? Because, you know, a lot of those teams and their fan bases will be here. Uh, what What's your anticipation for that conference tournament? Yeah, you know, listen, I, I mean, I hate to downplay it too much, you know, because the handle is decent. It comes in, it's okay. But you know how a lot of the, uh, a lot of the fans following these teams they're betting, you know, a couple hundred bucks, right. you know, something like that. You know, a dime is usually like a pretty big bet for uh, for guys that are uh, that are following the team and coming to those conference tournaments. And we certainly welcome all that. Play everybody in town, you know, cherishes players like that. That's great, you know. But I, I just always think that, uh, you know, the, the, I always thought the numbers should just be a little higher than what they are. Now, part of it, like guys tell me, is you know that the numbers are just so good that it's, you know, a lot of times it's the third game that you're, you're seeing these teams play during the course of the year. And the numbers are really solid. By now we have a, a pretty good gauge on what the total should be, et cetera, et cetera. You know, any kind of injuries are, are very well known. Uh, and that really inhibits the handle. And, I, and that all kind of makes sense to me. And, you know, it's one of those things where we do well, like I'm looking at the numbers tonight, you know, we're, we're having a hell of a night. You know, so I hope the fact that the numbers are so good, I hope that comes into play. Let me just tell you right now, that's not always the case. The numbers <laughs> don't seem to be all that good all the time. It seems like it's just as as much uh, hit or miss as it is during the rest of the regular season. Chris Andrews, South Point's Sportsbook Director here. Chris, so we're still a couple weeks out, but for me, this will be my first time as a resident here experiencing it. And I've gotten multiple texts over the last couple of days. Hey, I'll be in town. And I'm talking about the first weekend of March Madness, that first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Please explain a little bit to me, at least on your side, like what are the expectations for that? How is that environment? You know, what are you guys, are you guys looking forward to it? Well, let me just tell you, you've never seen anything like it. This is your first time here. You know, we were going over some plans today, and uh, Pump Blazik, who kind of is the operations manager for everything we do here, he's talking, he says, you know, he gets here, like, that first day. He does his best to get here at 6.30. Now, I know Tom. He's usually right on time. When he says 6.30, probably means 6.15. He says they are lined up, like, ready to get in the doors 
uh, at that point in time. I mean, there's lines from all night, and it is such a scramble to get. And it's not just the South Point. I mean, it's really going to be everywhere in town. Uh, and those first four days, and really the first day is insane. The second day is probably almost as much. And it, uh, you know, that, those first two days, as much as everybody loves them, you know, I like them a lot. And you know, I'm, you don't get into business like this unless you're a fan. And I love it, but really. It's uh, Saturday and Sunday that I enjoy a lot more because the games, you know, the, the the number of games is cut in half, and you actually get a chance to watch some of the games and uh, see some of the drama unfold. Or those first two days, you know, a guy like me, I'm just so busy during those first two days. I don't have time to catch my breath. You know, if I get a sandwich, I'm going to eat it at my desk. Uh, you know, there's no taking a break, no anything. So uh, those first two days are are insane, like you've never seen anything before. Way more so than the Super Bowl, and uh, you know it's it's a lot of fun and a lot of work, and uh, we're preparing for it. And we've been doing this a long time, and I think we're about as ready for it as we can be. But uh, there's always going to be that that mad crush, and you know you're going to have a couple minutes in. Man, has it always been that crazy? And the answer is yes, but uh, it, it is it is something to witness. I can tell you that. Talking once again to Chris Andrews. Chris, when you look at the uh, futures market right now, uh, they're at South Point. Uh, Gonzaga all the way down to 3-1. to one. You've got Duke 9-1. Uh, to one. So clearly you guys are, are impressed by the Blue Devils because uh, that's, that's a pretty low price uh, on, uh, on Duke. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky down at 7-1. to one. Uh, How are you guys looking liability-wise when it comes to the futures market? Who will you be uh, cheering against? I got one I'm cheering against, and I got to tell you, they're scaring the hell out of me. Arizona. <laughs> uh, we, we don't do very good with Arizona. And I, they look, I mean, you know, I don't know if they're the best team in the country right now, but they got to be right there. And, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody today. They said, well, you know, you got they, they got to win six games. And, you know, yeah, they do. I mean, they're not going to win that first. I mean, they're not going to lose that first one. I know Virginia got beat a couple years ago, but I think this, this Arizona team is uh, not going to have any chance to lose that first game. So I got five to beat them. Now, the only thing is, you got to remember, when you're a number one seed, which I expect them to be, mm-hmm. you play that second game, you're playing the 8-9 winner. Now, that 8-9 winner is always a pretty tough team. And I don't know what kind of favorite they're going to be. I mean, obviously, I don't even know the matchups. What were they going to be? Maybe an eight, ten-point favorite, something like that. But eight, ten-point favorites, they lose every day. I mean, just look at your schedule, you know. And I got to hope from there on somebody somebody gets lucky and beats Arizona. But right now, that's the team I have to beat. And I'm telling you, I am scared to death because they look really, really good to me. Well, Chris, let me go ahead and mush them. They have no chance whatsoever. <laughs> None. <laughs> they they <laughs> they lost by double digits to Colorado. They were down. A barbecue. Well, <laughs> well, or something. Well, Chris, if you could do that for me. I'd greatly appreciate it. This, this, this is what Sean does, by the way. Whenever he makes a bet against <laughs> me and loses, that team was uh, well. They, that team they were playing was probably had. So the here's the cigar bet that we did, Chris. I took Auburn, <laughs> Kentucky, and Duke, and gave Tim the rest of the field. So one one of those three teams will win. <laughs> the Auburn, 2000. I'll tell you what. Auburn, yeah. Kentucky, and Duke. Yeah, you know, I, I do think Duke is going to be hard to beat, too. Um, and Kentucky, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, what, what they went into Kansas a couple weeks ago, and 
you know, I mean, that, that's a hell of a team there. And Auburn, very, very good. And they, you're showing your uh, Southern flavor a little bit there, Sean. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're pretty tough. They're tough. I mean, I, those teams have a legit shot, absolutely. I wanted to make sure Tim had the full West Coast contingent on his side. <laughs> well, I, I got well, the – I got the favorite, and I've got Arizona, and uh, so. Yeah, yeah, I think you got, I think on my board, I'm looking here real quick, they're my two chalkiest teams, so I got, Gonzaga, I do okay on them, they're all right, but I got Arizona low, I got them five to one, and I think that's the lowest, I certainly hope that's the lowest in town, because I'm not looking for any more of those. (laughs) (laughs) If you go, if you want to bet Arizona, sleep well, good friend. Stay away from the South Point if you want to bet Arizona, for Chris's sake. Hey, Chris, always a pleasure, thanks. All right, guys, great talking to you. Talk to you soon. Chris Andrews from the South Point. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. Thank you. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The college basketball season, it's in full swing. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert to watch all your favorite games, or if you're staying up late to see that intense overtime game, maybe Oregon State, Washington State. Take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day with zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine. It's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find our 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There's a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. I have to look at the bright side. Trying. Okay. Houston pummeled Temple. They looked motivated. Locked up the one seed. Cashed that future today. So it wasn't all. And and the the Delaware State Hornets take care of business. They they looked extremely motivated. Yeah. So I I didn't make that bet. We talked about it yesterday. I still still curious to see Houston's mindset. Now, they pretty much can sleepwalk to the championship of the AAC. They don't seem like a team that's, that's in sleepwalk mode. No, 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 I'm saying, but they can. I know. With the level of competition that they're playing. So we'll see how they play on Sunday against Memphis. Uh, but, yes, it's all locked up uh, for them to get the one seed. They will be the one seed in the AAC tournament. That'll start next Friday. Well, they'll play next Friday. I think it'll start on Thursday. So, quick question. Yep. I will try to give you an answer. Which 
conference ends up having the most surprising tournament champion winner? Like big boy conference? I mean, I don't really want to get into the CAA, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because if I think, you think it's the West Coast or something, you know, like St. Mary's wins. This, I you know, do yeah. not think that'll happen. Okay. I, I think Gonzaga will win that conference, and I'll win my cigar bet. Um, because hmm. I don't even know. Is like is UNLV? I don't know if UNLV will, but is that a surprise? I mean, they're six, six to one. Absolutely. Um, and and I want to get into that. We, we have the odds there at points bet. Man, I, I think someone in the Big Ten – could surprise you because um, you know they're all kind of clumped in there, and I Rutgers can see gets it. hot. I don't know. If, yeah, I mean it could be Rutgers. I. <laughs> you know what it is to me? Who's that? The Pac-12. Well, I mean, because I think Arizona's capable of losing. They play such an inconsistent. They are. Yeah, I, and, I agree. And once you get past Arizona, to me, it's wide open. Because UCLA is up and down. Oregon's up and down. Like it, it's it's really wide open. Oh, I, I think that's – and when that bracket comes out, look, before today's debacle by Oregon, I, I felt like the Ducks were going to be a team to look at in the Pac-12 tournament. And, you know, they've, they've shown that their peak is pretty good, right? They beat UCLA. They've swept UCLA. They beat USC. Uh, they don't – I don't believe they've beaten Arizona. Uh, but still, I mean, they've proven – uh, that they're capable, and also proven that they could get their butts whipped. They got you know, murdered by Houston, crushed by St. Mary's here, uh, both those games in Vegas. So they're they're one of those tricky teams, Sean, because you know the loss to Arizona, they were right there. I mean, they were leading the majority of that game on the road at Arizona. Like I said, they've swept UCLA. They they lost just the other day to USC by one. They beat USC on the road. So I I feel like. You know, this Oregon team, I I know I'm probably going to end up betting them just a little bit. Guess who's 6-1 and one in their last seven games? Arizona State. That, yeah. Just telling you, I think they got a couple teams that struggle throughout the season that are just playing a better, more upset-like style of basketball. And I think... And during that six out of seven, yeah, they absolutely hammered Oregon. Yeah. So I, I agree. I think the Pac-12 could be very, very intriguing. So if you're um, looking right for now, a long shot, to me, that's the conference. So right now, the way it stands, so Oregon loses today. Uh, I need to figure out the tiebreak situation because Oregon finishes the season on Saturday against Washington State on the road. They are currently tied in the standings with Colorado. Colorado finishes the season on Saturday on the road at Utah. I believe it I I believe it would go to Colorado over Oregon. They split the season series and, and why is that so significant right now? Because you get only the top four teams get a, get a bye. So Oregon could get a bye, but I mean if you don't get a bye, you're playing Oregon State. But hey, Oregon do we State. have the odds yet? No, not to yet. win the uh, Pac-12. I don't believe so yet. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to agree. I with might you. take a flyer on Arizona State. I tend to agree with you. I mean, the tricky part is, let me just look at the bracket. I gotta be getting what eighty to one, huh? Uh, we have to be. 
the right, aren't they below five hundred? The the tricky part, Sean, would be this. Arizona State is going to play Arizona in the quarterfinals. I don't think Arizona's unbeatable. I just, I just told Chris Andrews he has nothing to worry about. Are you just saying that because you lost your bet? I mean, it, it's, I didn't lose a bet to Arizona tonight. No, you lost a bet to me. No. So no, the college the college teams you've lost a bet to me on are Arizona and Villanova, and both those teams stink. See, as a Duke fan, I've lived in the clouds my entire college <laughs> basketball existence. So I know when there's a team Except last year. like Arizona, because Duke has had those teams, the Jabari Parker team comes to mind, that play out of their mind one night against SC, then have to have a miraculous comeback the following night against a Stanford that's very average. They get beat in the tournament. They just do because the team they fall down to is just a much better team. They that championship character generally, you know, the better players. You know, I just I, I just don't I, I don't remember as I'm going through my mind a team like Arizona that ultimately can put it together and win five games in a row in, in the NCAA tournament against quality opposition. They're just so inconsistent, so erratic shooting the ball I mean, from game to game. They're twenty-seven and three. I know. I know. I mean, to say they're so inconsistent. But again, like. Their one non-conference loss was a four-point loss at Tennessee. But tonight they got a win, right? They They, did. They they, they pulled away against Stanford, yes. They play that same game. True. Come tournament time. That's what I'm talking about. So does Duke. Oh, you're not here sitting here hearing me say Duke is. So does every team, right? I mean, that's the thing about this this tournament this year that I I don't disagree that Arizona could get beat. I'm not saying, like, they got a first-year head coach in Tommy Lloyd. They've got. Uh, they've got they've had games, you know, the game they played, you know, at UCLA, they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn from from outside. So they absolutely are susceptible. I think every team is though. And I know sure. that's kind of lame to say, but they they have a lot of inconsistency, but their size, their athleticism, I mean, watching them in that first half against USC when they are just running out, they're up 51-27 at the break. At their peak, man, they are they're tough to beat. But that said, I agree with you about the Pac-12 tournament. I don't know their motivation. Three straight games in three days. You know, do they they'll be the favorite, obviously, to win that conference tournament, but I, I wouldn't put anything on USC. I wouldn't put anything on UCLA. Um but I might I, go Arizona State. But I, I you know what, what would interest me is who's in that bottom half of the bracket. And, you know, Oregon ultimately would pl- probably have to play Arizona in the semifinals. Oregon just played like absolute dog. You know what tonight? So, yeah. I mean, if if, if Arizona State is on the bottom half of the bracket, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, they're eight right now. Um, if if they get to the seventh seed, I think that's interesting. I do. I think you know, like you said, Arizona. There's something to think about. Arizona <laughs> State's playing well. They close the season at home against Stanford. Yeah. Washington State. Uh, they could lose tonight. Uh, if they lose tonight, that'll, that'll help out, I think, your Arizona State case a little bit more. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I'm definitely pulling for Washington State to lose tonight. Well, yeah. Oh, me and you both. I mean, no team deserves to go over a year and not have a, a conference road win. <laughs> um, when it comes to the Mountain West, we, we just had the odds. So there are odds up on the Mountain West. It is, uh, I mean, it's funny to see that Wyoming has has kind of tailed off there in the odds, uh, the way that they've been playing lately. San Diego State right now is leading by seven at home against Fresno State. 
at, at this current point in time, the Mountain West, Boise State, they've locked up the one seed. Colorado State has got the two at this moment in time. San Diego State is trying to get the three. I think at this point in time, they would. They've had some COVID cancellations, so that's kind of the tricky part. Um, but I think they would ultimately get the three. I think for UNLV, what would be nice is if you San Diego State does get that three, then they're playing Wyoming again. Yeah, and they just beat. They match up very well with. So for UNLV backers, I think you're cheering for San Diego State to be on the other side of the bracket. And I really think San Diego State's the only bad matchup for them, so I agree. That's John King. I'm Tim Murray. We'll keep you updated. Hey, did the Lakers score any points? We'll get you updated on the Lakers. Recap some of the action of the day. Any big dogs that came home. A horrendous beat to start your day. Or it was a treat, depending on what side you were on. It's the nightcap here on Visa. This is the nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, well, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. If you laid the two with the Clippers, well, good job. Because they are up 132 to 109 with 30 <laughs> seconds to go. Oh, man. Why? What, what are we doing, Sean? Why are they so we, bad? We overthink things sometimes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It seems too easy. Yeah. Oregon, and, uh, Oregon State. Come 41, on, 41. Let's Come go, on, Beavers. Dogs. Come on, Beavers. Let's get this done. By the way, they have no shot to win the Pac-12. Just Oregon State? Yeah. Well, they've won one game. So I would think, yes, they have no shot. To They've been competitive lately. <laughs> this is the worst zone defense I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> they, they won it last year, remember, and then got to the tournament and made that magical run to the Elite Eight. But uh, I'm going to go on a limb it's not and say it's not going to happen two years <laughs> in a row. Oh, man. Uh, we will uh, potentially uh, take a look at some of the big upsets. Uh, the Sun Belt, man, the fun belt in college football, right? Well, they had a fun a little earlier today. Arkansas Little Rock, they were barking plus 610 on the money line here. 12 and a half point dog against South Alabama. They won. And uh, just looking at it real quickly, the first three games looks like the dogs were able to come home uh, in that one. So the dogs were barking. Got a couple games left here. Uh, Washington State, Oregon State, as we mentioned. San Diego State struggling to pull away. Against Fresno State, they were laying eight in this one, and uh, they are currently up just by three. Uh, so taking a look at tomorrow, Sean, it is not a uh, a fruitful slate. Fridays don't tend to be. So of the non-conference tournament games, uh, you've got some action. Uh, you've got Richmond at the Bonnies. Uh, Richmond is uh, you know getting three and a half or. Four. Um, I don't know if the big boy Osuni is going to play in that one. Uh, St. Bonaventure, it has certainly been a, a disappointing year, and they just got smoked 
at home uh, on the road, I should say. Um, I, I kind of feel like it's senior day. This is a team that has almost exclusively seniors, Sean. This is their last game in Olean, last game at home. Uh, you know, you look at their season. They did lose a home game to Davidson this year, but most of the time at home, they are they're a pretty tough beat. Uh, they lost to Richmond on the road this year by ten. I'm gonna say the Bonnies. They come to play tomorrow, uh, assuming health. I mean, that's the big thing. If Osuni, the big boy, is playing, uh, I would be uh, I would be in on the Bonnies. He did not play against VCU and, and with limited depth there. So I, I would look a little bit towards St. Bonaventure. Uh, as a three and a half point favorite against Richmond at home, we do have some conference tournament games. The Missouri Valley is uh, is up and rolling there, so we uh, don't have updated lines on some of these games. But uh, Loyola will be taking on Bradley. Uh, they are laying six in that one. Uh, Drake in Southern Illinois uh, is uh, is one, and then Illinois State in Northern Iowa. We don't have a line on that one yet. Uh, Illinois State, one of the a unique circumstance this year. Their coach, uh, I think, was told he would not be coming back next year. Initially, he said he would, you know, stay on for the entire season. Ultimately, he is not there, so it's had an interim basis. They won today to advance on to the uh, to the quarterfinals uh, against Northern Iowa. So, uh, I would think Northern Iowa or Illinois State might be a, a little bit of a fade tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, a whole uh, kind of so. Do you have odds of for more hot, more head state in Belmont tomorrow? Do not. I do not have that game is not up on the board. I am going to tentatively side with Morehead because I picked them to win the conference. Mm-hmm. So I won a game today. They were, I think, seven and a half point favorites. They won by double digits. Uh, also, Brad Evans gave us Winthrop. So I'm actually going to lay the six and a half tomorrow. Winthrop is playing high point. Tubby Smith resigning during the season. His son has taken over there. So, yeah, Winthrop is a team in the Big South uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, by the way, I think the line for your Moorhead State-Belmont game, uh, that will be around four. Okay. So, uh, cool. And I'm going to ride with St. Bonaventure. Seven and one in their last eight. I know, like you said, they just lost, but they didn't have a big fellow. But I like them in this game. Seeing night. It means something at these programs because a lot of times their players actually get to their senior year. Yeah, their whole team is yeah, so seniors. I, I like St. Bonnie. You guys are on them early. You guys aren't as loyal as me. You, you don't trust as long and hard as I do. So I'm now on St. Bonnie. I mean, did, were you listening? I, I talked for two minutes about I, I know. being Just on St. Bonnie. Just give me a hard time. I need something. I mean, goodness gracious, today was... Well, tomorrow's a light slate Woo. in college basketball. It is, yeah. We're kind of I mean, it's a light slate. regular season is winding down here. Uh, but you know, judging off of what we see, what we saw today, it's it's kind of especially on these neutral courts, you're seeing some of the dogs being pesky. We saw it, you know, a couple days ago with uh Charleston Southern, one win in the regular season, neutral floor, they win outright. So mm-hmm. you look at some of these conference tournaments. That are on neutral floors. The Missouri Valley is a neutral floor. Uh, you look at the Big South back at it tomorrow. Um, you know Longwood is is the top dog. Uh, you mentioned Winthrop. They're taking on High Point, laying six. Longwood's taking on North Carolina A and T. Longwood is a team that 
has never really been in this spot before, Sean. They are you know, having a hell of a year. They did actually lose to this North Carolina A&T team, uh, team. They are the only team that has beaten North Carolina, uh, excuse me, um, Longwood this year. They closed out the regular season losing four straight. They needed overtime on Wednesday to beat Radford. They did so 78-71. Uh, that might be something to take a look at. If you're looking for a flyer, NC State or NC A and T, maybe. Yeah, my buddy's a graduate of A and T too. So, I, 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 so it, in North Carolina Central is in Durham. Yes. So, like two brothers, like one of the guys that I ultimately stayed with in Charlotte, mm-hmm. one of my buddies, he went to Central, and his brother went to A and T. So, like we were all together. So, like that was a, a big deal because you know. So you got to play NCA and T here. Yeah. For, for your buddy. Let me write it down. Let me write it down. <laughs> North Carolina. I'll call tonight and see how they feel about A and T versus Longwood. My, uh, my, my, the best player on my high school basketball team, my sophomore year, played at NCA and T. So we'll do it for Walter Booth to uh, to can take they, this one. Can Jr. Smith? Can we get Jr. Smith? Can, get some, can get some shots up? Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on, Jr. Smith. He's on the golf team. Let him. Uh, I mean, he got eligibility, play. obviously, right? So. You know, I, I'm curious what that line's going to be. I mentioned it might be around four, uh, Moorhead State and Belmont. That'll be a fun one. Murray State uh, in action tomorrow night as well. Uh, they are heavy, heavy favorites to win the Ohio Valley Conference. No line yet, but Ken Palm projects these the game against Southeast Missouri State to be 16. Those two teams ended the season playing against each other, Sean, and Southeast Missouri State only lost by two. Mm-hmm. Now they played back in December and Murray State ran them off the floor and dropped 106 on them. Right. So uh, Murray State, heavy favorite, uh, neutral site game tomorrow in the conference tournament. I believe that conference tournament is being played in uh, is it being played in Evansville. Any any feeling on uh, Loyola Chicago tomorrow? Bradley, the opponent, second round of the Missouri Valley. I am not that high. On Lola Chicago, sir. You know, I mean, looking at so far this year, Bradley, they needed overtime to beat them. They lost to Bradley. So I would take the points with Bradley. Uh, I think Bradley might be a bit live tomorrow. You know, Loyola is, you know, the favorite uh, to win this conference. But I think the Braves have an opportunity to, uh, to keep this thing close. Once again, neutral floor. Uh, this isn't a situation where they played today and they're playing again tomorrow. Bradley got the bye as well. I, I think the Braves actually might be live. Ken Palm projects this at at four. I think this is going to be a situation, Sean, where the public, they know who Loyola Chicago is. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll probably bet the Ramblers here. I think this is a tricky spot for Loyola. Standing at conference, do you have a uh, – because mine doesn't show a line for Missouri. Yeah, no, no line yet for Valpo, Valpo Missouri yeah. State – or Illinois State, Northern Iowa, uh, I could give you what Ken Palm projects it to be, which is roughly uh, what it will be. So Northern Iowa, uh, they are projected to be a seven-point favorite against Illinois State. I would guess that'll be around eight or nine, so probably a little bit higher. And then Missouri State, Valpo. uh, Missouri State is projected to be a 10-point favorite against Valparaiso. So full slate of uh, Arch Madness tomorrow. Yeah, I think Bradley plus six could be a could be worth a look. The Bonnies and Sean. Who else did you like tomorrow? Uh, Winthrop and Moorhead State. All right, there you go.
It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. We'll get you updated on uh, San Diego State, Fresno State. Oregon State have a chance. We'll wrap things up on the other side. It's the nightcap. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. the sports betting network the kfc chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer that's why it's finger licking good looks good right there order the kfc chicken sandwich today you know i don't like when this happens because I just sit over here and I'm just a guy. And then we got a Super Bowl champ. And now we bring in a Grey Cup champ, two time Grey Cup champ. It is Matt Dunnigan. There you go. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm good. Matt Dunnigan, nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. We get we get the text from the bat phone. Derek Stevens lets us know. He's standing over in the corner. Derek, yeah. you can come in and say hi if you want. He'll be in he'll be in his normal spot tomorrow. Uh but Hey, uh, I I tell you, um, this is Vegas though. Right? This is Vegas. And, and this is Circa. And this is how it happens. And uh, things happen fast here. And if you're not on top of it, it's going to pass you by. It will. Yeah. It and, will. And uh, I was talking to Derek, and uh, he bought me a drink. And uh, now I'm sitting next to Sean and yourself. And uh, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> I, I, I got in a fight with Darren Banks outside. Oh, <laughs> and, and, who uh, hasn't, you know? Yeah, well, Marty McSorley, because he's been running from Banks for years now. And Marty, I'm telling you, he's here at the Circa Come look him up because he's waiting for you. He wants to square up after you cross-checked him years ago and opened up his forehead. Yeah, memory like an elephant, huh? It's won't forget. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah Darren won't let it go. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. John, I beat him in golf, so we'll see how long he I holds heard, on to that. I heard don't yeah. don't ju- don't judge a book by its cover. That's right, right. Because right? I heard that you tore him up on the golf uh, course. I did I had to take a couple holes off? I had to handle some business, but. Oh, I'm the same way. So I can put a, I can put a, for the club. I can put an asterisk Seriously. on top of the win. I think they should have a front seven and a back seven, then we get to the club. That's now, right. I think 18 is too much. So I thoroughly enjoyed my time. I spent about a month and a half in Canada. Okay. And let me That's tell you. That's not long enough. It's not. That's a big well, country. But, but it was because of the misdirection the Hamilton Tiger Cats used. They had my rights. Okay. They flew me into Toronto. Yeah. Well, you got, first of all, you had all the skills to be super successful up there on a 65-yard yeah, right. field and 110 yards. Right. Two downs, or three downs, basically two downs. Two downs. Right. Two downs to work with, right? You always step in the field. And now, where did you win your great cup? Uh, I won in Edmonton in 87 okay. and 91 in Toronto. Played in six different teams. 
took four of them to the Grey Cup. Okay. I uh, was there six times. So watch how Hamilton tricked me. They flew me into Toronto, <laughs> and I stayed in Mississauga, right on the right at the marina. Okay. So I never went to Hamilton. Oh. You never made it there? No. So then I was like, I went back. My agent was like, you, guys you know, do you want to go? I was like, what? I say, book the ticket. I say, Toronto? Yeah. Mississauga? I say, okay. I go back, right and, and we, drove, we drove right by the, the exit that said Mississauga, and, and we went to Hamilton. And I was like, ah. No, no. See, a lot of quarterbacks have died in Hamilton. Yeah, it's like the Detroit of the CFL. It used to be, it used to be old Iverwind Stadium, and that's where I, my career ended due to concussions in 96. And uh, I tell you, that field has buried a lot of great players, Hall of Fame players, quarterbacks included. And uh, I can tell you, count your blessings. Yeah. But you didn't have to go there and play in that. Now they got Tim Horton's field, and it's a beautiful facility. And, uh, so this is was, this was the previous this is the facility Iver, structure. They this, had the little weight room underneath, and only like three players could work out at a time because it was so small. That's, that's the one I've worked in there. Yeah. I've worked out in there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you got to fit it in where you can get it in, and that was a very tight spot. I don't even think I said goodbye. I just left. No. Well, <laughs> I can understand that because where, where did you play your high school ball? So I'm from Florida. Okay. From uh, St. Petersburg with the Gibbs. Okay. By the way, just, yeah. just for full disclosure, Matt went to Louisiana Tech and Sean too late. So we got, so we got yeah. some, so we got some Louisiana yeah. folks Louisiana in here. Sports Hall of Fame in 2019. Okay, yeah. I think I'm in that. I don't know. I know I I'm in a two are. Sean, 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 I know a few people. Right. 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 I know a few people. No, I swear to God, 2019, you mentioned that. We'll bring up Louisiana now because it was just Fat Tuesday. Uh-huh. You know, right. Yeah, yeah. Days. Great time. Come on now. I'm headed to New Orleans uh, in two weeks' time. Okay. Yeah, after a I got a bunch of pictures and videos. Yeah, I tell you. So... Tulane, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm at Louisiana Tech going in, in this Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame in 2019. And who's going in uh, in the class along with me? Uh, the biggest headliner was Peyton Manning. Okay. And uh, so I, I'm, 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 walking down, I'm walking down the red carpet, and uh, they're interviewing folks, and they pull me over side and says, you know, how you feel about it? I said, look. Let's be honest. <laughs> the only reason I'm here is to see Peyton, like everybody else, right? <laughs> and I'm going to scroll through all these right, right, and right, I'm going to look right. for your name, Sean, and if it's not there, I know. we got to make it happen. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So we played you guys my senior year. It was Tim Rote and Troy Edwards. It was uh, that team. Oh, they were really good. I think they had uh, upset Nebraska. Yeah, they did. If the year before, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, or yeah. that year, They've yeah. Lighting it up, they're like a Texas Tech, you know, wide open spread offense. Yeah. Now, now my guy Skip Holtz and crew are, is up there. No, Skip oh, just Skip's left. gone. Skip's oh, he just left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, okay. They actually got the offense coordinator from uh, Texas Tech. Okay. Over the head coaching job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Um, that's in Ruston, right? It is. Yeah, Patrick Ramsey was one of our quarterbacks. Okay. By the way, I think he's from Ruston. Sean, yes. Sean just mentioned that because he put up 63 in that game against Louisiana Tech. To well, I wasn't going. I wasn't going to mention. Do you have any ear to be pulling up this information? I'm quick on the. I'm quick on the computer. I wasn't going to mention that, that we told a punter to take the day off, and you know we didn't have to use him, but they were good though. Like Tim Rattay, you remember Tim Rattay, Troy sure Edwards? Do. I think it was a first round pick of the Steelers. Yeah, true. Yeah, they had a really good team. Well. um... Let me see. Uh, Taylor, Trent Taylor, was in the Super Bowl this year with okay. Cincinnati. He's a Louisiana Tech kid. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then they're coming off of uh, you guys beat Miami in the bowl. I think it was last year. 
That was a couple yeah, years that was, ago. That was a while back. No, no, no. It was recent. It was with uh, it's one of the reasons that Manny Diaz got fired at Miami. You because uh, well, they shut him out. It was yeah. uh, 2019. I want to say something Did like you that. Get that on no, I, 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 I might have had. Louisiana. Are you one of those? Are you I, I might have savants. I, I, I'll just say this. I might have had Louisiana Tech in that game. Yeah. That, was, that was my favorite bet of the bowl season that year because if I'm not mistaken, I was like, I was like no offense to the great. They hired the OC. They hired the OC. That's the guy that's now the head coach of SMU. But yeah, that was uh. That was a uh, Rhett Lashley, yeah, who is who is now a head coach at. Uh, he's back at SMU. He took over for Sonny uh, Dykes. And speaking of SMU, uh, Albert Vatia is the equipment manager there and in charge of all sports there. Okay, and he was my equipment manager in Birmingham in '96 when the CFL expanded down to the states. And Albert was our equipment manager there. He's at SMU, so things go hand in hand all the time in the world of sports. Well, let me let me. We're talking to Matt Hen- uh, Dunnigan, who uh, played what a decade and a half, fourteen years, fourteen yeah. years, and the wheels in fell the... off literally. But uh, twelve operations, four, you know, seven knee surgeries, you know, and I was done. So yeah. Matt, today was at the at the combine. It was uh, it oh, was yeah, it was poking games. and prodding day. It was measure of hand size. Yeah. What do you so, think? and you got that's. Yeah, Bigger mitts than me. At ten and a quarter. There you go. Yeah. At ten and a quarter. At five, ten and a half. I'm pretty proud. You're like Russell it. Wilson yeah. with those things. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Sean? You got big mitts. Nine something. I don't know what it was. I, I think I measured mine today. It was nine and a quarter. I'm just thinking of Kenny Pickett. But, but, I mean, look at the tiny hands. Kenny Pickett. Look at the tiny hands. Joe Burrow. There was. There was. There was. We right now. We right now. No, Sean. Yeah, we right now. No, Sean. How many you throw in your career? Uh, I went out with 36 and six as a senior. No, 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 no. I'm talking about. Overall, no, yeah. I, I didn't throw the ball to the other team. Okay. Yeah, that, that was sacrilegious. Oh, man. I threw 211 picks as a pro. Really? Yeah, who's slinging it? So you're man. a good player. I didn't, I wouldn't have got that opportunity. They didn't yeah. put my butt right next to the head oh coach. Oh, my God. Uh, quick Gave story. me a headset, said call the plays. Quick story. I had a head coach, Don Matthews. <laughs> Don Matthews. Uh, 20 picks. One, one, of the, one, of the best, one of the best head coaches in the history of the Canadian Football League. Don Matthews was a player's coach. You know, yeah. he, he would challenge you in front of all the other players. He had a knack for doing that. And, and uh, you know, it's like if you're in special teams, and it's like, uh, Jones, stand up. It says, you see this player right here? Can you handle him? And accountability, right? The guy said, well, yeah, coach, I got him. And it's like, all right, everybody heard that in the room, right? So he's accountable. Don was that type of way. Right? Right. He just got your way of getting your attention, getting the most out of players. Well, first I was signed in Toronto. He pulls me into his office. He goes, Matt, you know, you know what type of coach I am. I said, oh, yeah, coach. I've been chasing your ass around for seven years, right? And uh, and uh, he said, um, well, if you throw five picks in a game, don't come to the sidelines hanging your head because you're going to get a chance to throw six. Come on. That next year, I threw seven. And, 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 I, and, I, and, I, and I seven. Think about See, that. See, Brad Johnson taught me this. After two, start checking the ball down. Right. Check down Charlie's not happening yeah, in the CFL, right? Yeah. You, you got to push it. Self-preservation is and called. And so I came to the sidelines after throwing six. And I said, Don, I'm going to get, get a chance to throw seven. And he says, sit your butt down. <laughs> Seven's the limit, right? Yeah. So, so we got Mr. Dunnigan the day we had Warren Moon. Well, yeah. I played with uh, Warren in NFL Pro Bowl. And uh, Allen's coming to town this weekend. Damon Allen. Yeah. I played with Damon in 85, yeah. 86, and 87. We might have to start calling this Circa Canada. CFL. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you you should have. There's a lot of synergy a little more. between the CFL, NFL, and just leagues in particular. And the atmosphere is great, actually. They really support the teams. So, yeah. like, when you go into games, 
I mean, it, it's a really, really neat experience. It's just cold, man. You, you, you it's talk, cold. You talk, you talk about athletes, Sean, and you can you can appreciate this. And and, and, and we only got him. 20 seconds. It's okay. Yeah. Real quick, Damon Allen, almost 12,000 yards rushing in his career, baller. 23 years, third leading rusher in the history of the CFL. He's going to be here this week. Yep, he was a baller. Two-time. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. Champion, yeah. Yeah. Matt Dunnigan. We got Louisiana legends right here. Woo -woo. Uh, and me. It's the nightcap. We will be back tomorrow. Derek Stevens and crew will join us off the top. Dunnigan, Thank you. it is the nightcap. Scott Seidenberg up next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN.